everyone. I've been off the air for a while, but I'm back. Welcome to the Main Street Telegraph, the podcast that delivers all your Disney news in 15 minutes or less. I'm your host, B. Today, I know I usually go with the more serious news or the sadder stuff first, but this week I'm going to flip it around a little as I have a lot of negative news and there is a possibility that you might want to screen it first if you have little ones listening. Anyway, let's get the show on the road. This week's trivia question is, in The Lion King, what is the name of Simba's mother? Find out at the end of the show. I'm excited to say that we will finally be seeing a movie based on the iconic and original ride, The Jungle Cruise, in October of 2019. This movie has been in development off and on for years. I remember when it was possibly going to star Robin Williams, Tim Allen, and Tom Hanks. I think I'll always wonder what that would have been like, but I think seeing Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt together will be a lot of fun. The film is already under scrutiny for casting a straight actor, Jack Whitehall, as a gay man. Some say that this is the case of a straight man perpetuating stereotypes since the character is supposedly very camp. Others state it is a little frustrating considering how it's really not that hard to find gay actors to play gay roles. You may know Whitehall from TV series such as Bounty Hunters and Decline and Fall. He also has a role in the upcoming movie The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. The live-action adaptation of Lady and the Tramp is in the works, and Tessa Thompson may be the voice of Lady. Justin Thoreau is set to be the voice of Tramp, and Kiersey Clemens will star as Darling, Lady's owner and Jim Deere's wife. Disney has given us a teaser shot of Liu Yifei as Mulan in the other live-action adaptation that should be hitting theaters in 2020. The image shows Liu in red robes branching a sword. Other actors set to star include Donnie Yen and Jet Li. Little is really known about the upcoming Disney streaming service, now being referred to as Disney Flicks. What we do know is that Disney executive Ricky Strauss has been given creative oversight over the programming that will be available. Strauss has promoted quite a few hits for Disney, including Black Panther, Star Wars The Force Awakens, and Beauty and the Beast. He has also overseen production on other films like The Help, and he owned the production company that gave us The Sweetest Thing. As more and more people reject cable and satellite television, it is becoming increasingly important for companies to represent themselves on digital streaming platforms. It sounds like Strauss could be the man for the job. As far as what will be offered on the service, there is a lot of speculation. Though many are certain newly acquired content from Fox will be made available, such as programming from National Geographic. It will be interesting to see if any of Fox's family movies and programming will be seen. Series we could see on the service include a spin-off of the high school musical movies, Monsters, Inc., and The Muppets. We can probably count on seeing several Marvel series. There are some other interesting things in production or development at Disney right now. Set for remakes are Lady and the Tramp, as I mentioned earlier, and The Sword in the Stone. It looks like the 80s comedy Three Men and a Baby could also see a remake. New films include Togo, a period film about a sled dog, and Noelle, a movie about Santa's daughter, voiced by Anna Kendrick. Upcoming adaptations include Stargirl and Don Quixote. 
I love over-the-top donuts, and Disney World is really delivering with the new mermaid donut. Inspired by The Little Mermaid, this yeast-raised donut has a light texture, is topped with purple icing, sprinkles, and white chocolate shells. To finish it off, Ariel's green tail pops through the donut hole. Rumors abound concerning the possibility of the addition of Brazil to Epcot's World Showcase. While a Spain pavilion was also on the table, it appears they canceled those plans. At this point, it seems we could be seeing the Brazilian pavilion open in 2021 during Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration. This would be the first addition to World Showcase since Norway was added in 1988. More details on what could have been, it seems that the once upcoming Pixar film Gigantic was going to be tied with the opening of the Spain Pavilion. The film, based on the classic tale Jack and the Beanstalk and set in Spain, was shelved last year. Its November 25th, 2020 release date was given to another project. Perhaps we will see both come to fruition at some point. A new Marvel-themed ride is coming to Hong Kong Disneyland in 2019, Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle. The ride will be replacing a Buzz Lightyear attraction next to the Iron Man Experience Simulator ride. The ride's storyline will have guests joining Ant-Man and the Wasp as they battle Arnim Zola's army of Hydra Swarm Bots as they invade the Shield Science and Technology Pavilion at the Stark Expo, a tie-in to the Iron Man ride. Expect appearances from Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. Hong Kong Disneyland was ranked in 20th place in TripAdvisor's 2018 Traveler's Choice Awards for Best Amusement Parks. It was the highest ranked park in Hong Kong, but who made the top 10? I'm going to be a little different and start at 1. Uh, the first is Universal's Islands of Adventure in Orlando, Florida. 2. Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. 3. Universal Studios in Hollywood in Los Angeles. 4. Universal Studios in Orlando and Florida. 5. Disney's Animal Kingdom in Florida. 6. The Island in Pigeon Forge in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I didn't know what this was, but it's where Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville restaurant lives, along with the Margaritaville Island Hotel. Number 7 is SeaWorld in Orlando. Coming up at 8 is Disneyland in California. 9 is Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida, and at 10, lastly, Disney's California Adventure. If you're into Disney pins, you might be excited about the release of the Kingdom of Cute pins available at the California and Florida parks. The mystery pins come in boxes of two, but you won't know which ones you're going to get. Available in the collection is the Barker Bird, a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride vehicle, the Bee from the Main Street Electrical Parade, the Pirate That Greets You from the Arch at the Pirate's Ride, the Yeti, House of the Future, the America Sings Eagle, and the Liberty Square Riverboat. If you're a Disney park goer, especially if you're local, you probably are familiar with the unofficial events and celebrations that occur at the parks. I'm really happy to say that Gay Days is coming back to Disneyland. It is scheduled on Friday, October 5th to Sunday, October 7th. People who attend the parks for the event will be wearing these awesome red t-shirts. All people are invited to participate and show their support. To see the shirts and get all the details, head over to www.gaydaysanaheiminfo.com. 
Walt Disney Company investors have been less than impressed with Disney's fiscal third quarter results. Released on August 7th, both the EPS, earnings per share, and the company's revenue did not meet expectations. Earnings per share refers to the profit allocated to each share of stock. Analysts expected $1.95 while Disney actually hit $1.87. Revenue expectations were at $15.34 billion, but they actually reached $15.23 billion. Disney far exceeded analyst estimates in the first and second quarters of 2018. Most of the blame has been placed on increased costs of technology. However, it is also important to note that Disney has still exceeded the earnings per share from the third quarter of 2017 by 18%. All right, everyone, we've reached the part of the show where you may or may not want to listen ahead if you have kids also listening. And uh, here we go. Um, In more international Disney news, 22 folks, both guests and staff, were poisoned at the Disneyland Paris Hotel when the wrong chemicals were mixed in the swimming pool. Sulfuric acid and bleach mixed by the hotel staff created chlorine gas, which can cause people to have trouble breathing, along with nausea, blurred vision, coughing, and blisters. Four of the people affected were taken to the hospital by ambulance. Guests with rooms near the pool were moved while firefighters drained the pool and cleared the pool's system. Walt Disney Parks and Resorts is dealing with 30 lawsuits filed on behalf of guests with severe autism. They state that the theme park system for aiding those with disabilities was insufficient and caused, quote, meltdowns. Disney has an appointment time method to serve those with autism so that they can stay with a necessary routine. The guests receive a card with an appointment time, which lets them get onto rides with nearly no wait, and immediately if the wait is less than 15 minutes, they get an unlimited amount of appointments. This particular program was started as a solution to people without disabilities abusing Disney's old policy of letting those with disabilities head to the front of lines. This program, however, disrupts set routines on the order of the rides and didn't allow those visitors with autisms to go on the ride when they wanted to. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled on August 17th that a trial was needed to determine if Disney violated the Americans with Disabilities Act. It is unlikely that Disney intentionally moved to discriminate, but it is very likely the court will have to decide whether or not Disney needs to change the policy. Disney is also being sued by the Michael Jackson estate after ABC News utilized clips of songs and music videos in their documentary about his life, The Last Days of Michael Jackson. They claim that their use of usually less than 1% of any one work is protected by the First Amendment and the Doctrine of Fair Use under the Copyright Act. They also pointed out that, as an entity that reports the news, it is important to be able to report on well-known public figures without, to quote them, fear of liability from overzealous copyright holders. Speaking of lawsuits, Disney might be going after Characters for Hire LLC for infringing on their intellectual property rights. The quote, quote from the case, knockoff business, in question, will send out costumed characters to events clearly meant to be Disney characters, without using their real name. As reported by The Hollywood Reporter, the princess would be Leia, and big hairy guy would be Chewbacca. U.S. District Court Judge George Daniels threw out most of Disney's claims, saying that there isn't any evidence that the people who paid for or experienced the service were confused as to who the characters were, as in being Chewbacca and representing Disney versus being Big Hairy Guy. He also didn't find evidence that it caused any damage to Disney's company or branding. Disney could continue to pursue this, though, taking the case to trial. 
As reported by the Orlando Sentinel on August 23rd, OSHA has withdrawn a citation and a fine of almost $10,000. This was being imposed on Disney because they had failed to report the amputation of a yacht and beach club resort employee's finger. This occurred on June 21st. See, it has been labeled as an amputation, but OSHA ruled that it was actually an avulsion, which is totally different, apparently, and isn't required to be reported, unlike an amputation is. So I looked up what avulsion means, which is the tearing away of a body part, while amputation, amputation seems to refer to surgically cutting off a limb. Apparently, no further details have been released about how this exactly happened, or why getting your finger ripped off isn't reportable to OSHA. Last month, July 9th, a 33-year-old cast member died in an industrial accident. That morning, a call was made to 911 concerning an unconscious man near the Pop Century and Caribbean Beach resorts. Juan Alberto Oeda was fixing a motorized utility cart, and according to the Orlando Sentinel, the cart jumped a curb, ran into a chain-link fence, climbing at six feet before falling on him. In a statement, George Calagridis, president of Walt Disney World Resort, stated, All of us at Walt Disney World Resort are deeply saddened today by the loss of one of our cast members. Our thoughts and concerns are with his family, friends, and fellow co-workers. This is a tragic accident, and we are providing resources and care for those impacted and working closely with the proper authorities to understand how this happened. This event occurred over a month ago. More recently, a pilot who passed in a small plane crash in Silmar, a neighborhood in LA, on Monday the 13th, was identified as Scott Watson. Watson was a research and development executive at Walt Disney Imagineering. He worked on iconic rides like Indiana Jones and Soarin' Over the World, and left his marks on the upcoming Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The following is a statement released by Disney Imagineering President Bob Weiss. The Walt Disney Company is stunned and saddened by the loss of our longtime friend and colleague, Scott Watson. Those of us who worked with Scott during his nearly 30-year career at Disney knew him as a humble genius who made making magic look easy. Our hearts are with his family during this difficult time. All right, folks, it's time to wrap up the show. The answer to this week's trivia question, in The Lion King, what is the name of Simba's mother, is Sarabi. Thank you for listening today. Remember, you can find show notes, articles, and more at MainStreetTelegraph.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Facebook. If you enjoy the show, consider giving us an iTunes review. And if you really like it, suggest it to a friend. All comments, criticisms, concerns, corrections, and greetings are welcome and can be sent to MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. Have a magical week.